0: It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarta, and I am excited to have our guest today that is a founder of a really super unique business that is really simple. But before we get started, just want to let you know I have a online course on how to buy a franchise. So check out the franchiseacademy.com and my new online course. everything that you need to know on how to buy a franchise, how to own your franchise and operate it successfully. all hosted by me. There's dozens of videos in the course. Check that out on the franchiseacademy.com. Today, I have Carmelo with me. Carmelo is the founder and CEO of a concept called SprayNet. Some people get this mixed up with a painting franchise, but it's really not. It's more towards renovation, but it's even not that. There's so much more to this franchise, and that's why I want to have Carmelo on to talk about it. He's originally from the North. We'll, we'll call it Canada. Um... But he is a frequent uh, visitor of uh, the United States, and we're just talking offline about coming to New York City every once in a while with his family. So I want to invite Carmelo to the podcast. Welcome, Carmelo.
1: Thanks for having me, Tom.
0: This is so great. Um, So you are based in um, Montreal, did you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh 5 hours north of New York City. But we also have an office in Miami, so we've got two offices.
0: Oh cool. That's great. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Um, yeah. so next time you come down you got to bring me some poutine. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um so spray net, I mean wow, how like it's so unique. We'll, we'll get into all the details here, but how did you even like figure this out? How did this get started?
1: Well, I was actually a franchisee. Uh, I don't know if you even knew that, but I was a student painting franchisee uh, for College Pro Student Painters. Um, So for three summers, yeah, so for three summers uh, through university kind of paying the bills and stuff, I I was that. I ended up becoming a top performer there, uh, but I I stopped doing it because I remember this one customer – It was a big house, a huge house, actually. She wanted me to paint her front door. And I said, well, if I put these products on your front door, it's going to end up scratching, peeling, chipping in about a year or two. And man, this is a nice house. Like, I don't want to ruin it. So I said, when you buy a brand new door that doesn't peel, doesn't scratch. So how do they do that? So I went to visit a few paint factories. Uh, and realized they spray on the products. That was an obvious one. So I said, hey, what, what if I take these products and apply those on site? Tried that, sprayed a door, it cracked right away. Why? Those products are made to dry really fast so they can wrap the door and ship it out. So I said, well, if we can slow down the dry time and apply this outside, not just slow it down, but be able to apply it outside, we'd be on to something. And that's why I met a few chemists. We started creating some new formulas. And the first thing we did was on doors. And then we kind of take that same logic and apply it to all the other surfaces that we do now. So we basically bring the factory to the homeowner. That's amazing.
0: So, do you, but do you do more than just painting?
1: Yeah, so, well, we do a whole a bunch of different services. So we do mainly quote unquote painting Um, but we stain brick uh, so we created actually a a brick stain that we can spray on we actually re-granule roofs this is actually our newest service so same logic is we said hey you know what if we could liquefy a roof and we can spray that on and you know rather than change your roof prolong the life of it or and change the color so we actually have three patents on that service uh, and we actually are launching this now uh, a soft launch across the United States right now so we actually take the roof liquefy it with the granules and everything spray it right on top of a roof actually prolong the life by over 15 years and you can change the color at the same time and it doesn't look repainted because it's not it's really regranuled
0: when you when you say regranuled so you're talking about like asphalt shingles is that kind of thing exactly
1: yeah I should have specified. so asphalt shingles have a layer of granules on top of them once those granules start shedding, the asphalt is exposed, and that's how it starts cracking, warping, et cetera. So if you can actually replace those granules, you actually stop that deterioration from happening, and that's exactly what we've done. So we actually glue these granules straight onto the asphalt rather than stamping them stamping them like they are in the factory, so it actually lasts longer than a brand new roof.
0: Holy man, I didn't know that part that is great that's <laughs> so, yeah, cool so say um you're franchising all over the United States and Canada. So I buy a franchise, let's say, and you had mentioned patents. So do I fall under the patents? Like, do I get to use those patents for my business?
1: Yeah, of course. That's that's kind of what makes us unique, right? So we've actually got, uh, well, two, three different patents on our chemistry for our roof. But we also have, well, you see some Canadian patents here, but they're also in the US. We've got three other US patents, Uh, those patents are on our process. So without getting too technical, the main patent, what allows us to do what we do is, you know, when I spoke about, I painted the door and it cracks. Well, you need to either slow down or speed up the dry time. Our patent is on the fact that we have a software that allows the user to know what to add into the paint to do that. And we actually create all those chemicals. So we actually create custom chemistry for smarter painting. We not only create the actual paint, but we also the additives to slow it down and speed it up.
0: That's amazing to me. So, Oh my goodness. I don't even know where to go from that. Cause like (laughs) when you, when you have a, you have a business that has a patent that cuts down competition significantly, obviously. Uh, and you could, you're the only one that could do, you know, X, whatever it is. Um, so what else, or do you have patent patents on anything else?
1: Uh, yeah. So we also have a patent on our vinyl product. So, uh, this is, this is quite technical, but vinyl will distort at about 160 Fahrenheit. Um, so if you get sun, so for example, in Florida, there's not much vinyl, but let's say there was and you paint it darker, it'll actually heat up and also start warping the vinyl. So what we did is we actually created a a, a coating that will reinforce and decrease the heat distortion rate of the vinyl so that we can actually paint it in a darker color. Uh, so we've got a patent on that too. We really just focus on how can we, we, we say we're the most cost-effective way to modernize your property, right? So we fit between painting and replacement so if someone's looking to replace any of these materials well you wouldn't paint them because that would probably not last very long we kind of fit nicely in the middle so convenience and affordability of painting with all the benefits of replacement makes sense
0: (laughs) that makes a lot of sense so so like i have um i was just looking at my buddy's house and his vinyl siding is i'm going to call it 15. no let me do the math 2004 till now So, um, 19 years old. And so he needs to do something, you know? So it would be cost effective for him to get Spray to to come over and at least do an estimate. Yeah. I know you have a local franchisee down here in in the Sarasota market, um, get an estimate. Like maybe it's worth bringing that vinyl back to life. As opposed to, like, you know, they're gonna come and they'll they'll power wash it, they'll do all of that, but you know that only does so much. But to be able well, to go beyond that, right? That's what well, you. Well, that's don't.
1: the thing. Well, that's exactly what we do. So rather than ripping it all off and putting new siding, we prolong life. You also change the color at the same time. Your other option is trying to paint it, but painting won't last very long. You have to redo it every few years. It'll probably peel and make more of a mess than anything. So it's kind of like replacing without all the costs. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Um, I'm just excited about all of that. So um, if I'm like somebody looking to buy a franchise, um, do I need to know about painting?
1: No. I mean, I think out of the – we're at 72 franchisees now. Uh, we've got one who had painting experience. Uh, most of our franchisees come from all different backgrounds. We actually kind of prefer that they don't come from the painting industry because we do things very differently. Uh, and not always, but sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Uh, so uh, so we'd rather have a clean slate so we can literally teach them how to do it properly. Best way to or do, do it. Or the spray that way at least,
0: yeah is the best way. And and that goes across franchising. I think most franchises feel like that. Um, definitely true story. I mean, it's so interesting when I've talking to a candidate and I'm like, you have to re-, they'll say, Oh, I have no, in- you know, I have no experience in X, whatever it is, the service. And, and I like, do you realize that in the, the franchise supercuts, which has been around for going on 50 years, the haircutting franchise. If you have right. like a haircutting license, they will not award you a franchise. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, right? I've done yeah. a lot of work with them. And and because if you think, if you think about it logically, you know, you know how to cut hair and you're running the business. One day somebody calls in sick and you're like, no problem, I'll I'll cut hair for today. The end of the day, you're like, wow, I just saved $75. Maybe I don't need that employee. I'll just cut hair. So now you just bought yourself a job and, and right. you're not building your business, right? And very simply. That's what, that's why they do that. Um, sense. so, so you're looking for someone that could manage people, talk to people, right? I'm, I'm looking, I'm asking for your, your, your best franchisee, uh, profile.
1: Someone who you like a likable person, right? A strong leader, someone who can, you know, who's got passion, who can get, you know, like we talk about finding a driver, finding a GM, hiring employees. Uh, you need someone that, well, I like to say that uh, wouldn't suck to work with, right? Would you want to work with yourself, right? If you would want to work with yourself, you know, that, you need to look in the mirror too. It's like, do you suck to work with? you fun to work. So We want someone with energy, spunk, passion, who's able to sell, but not just the jobs, but also- to sell to employees and a GM and, and create a team, right? A leader, right? I think, I think that's what everybody's looking for because that's number one key to success in franchising. You need a strong leader who can drive the business. Right.
0: But when you say sell, I just want to make clear, you're not knocking on doors. It's mostly warm calling, right? You're doing a lot of marketing, right? And, and, and you guys are helping to get the phone to ring and then they just yep. have to handle, you know, they go to the house and Mrs. Smith is like, Oh, I also have another company coming and give me an estimate on painting
1: you know, my, my kitchen cabinet doors or whatever. Um, so yeah. And then, yeah, and then just explaining the differences. I mean, some of our franchisees have a salesperson right off the bat. Uh, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of them do their own sales initially, whether it be part-time or full-time. I think that's a good way to get your foot in the business and understand the whole business. Nobody's painting, but, yeah, they need to do that sales part. Networking is an important part, too. So, you know, going to b groups and all that stuff. Networking with other contractors to get referrals. But, no, we're not knocking on people's doors and asking for a paint job.
0: Right. So you, you want somebody... Who has a personality? <laughs> so
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think everybody does, right? <laughs> right,
0: and it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, are there any specific markets that you would like to be in right now that are not sold for for spray net?
1: Well, I love New York. I love the state of New York and we don't have anybody in the state of New York. So I'd love to be all over the state of New York. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, everything in the Northeast. It's interesting because we're from the Northeast technically, right? We're in Montreal, right? You know, an hour from the, from the U.S. border and we don't have anything there. Uh, Vermont. Massachusetts, New York state, like New Hampshire, we don't have anything there. It would be great to have there because it's so close to us, right? We could literally drive there. That would be pretty cool. Uh, otherwise, I mean, any market is good for us. Uh, cause in Canada, we're, we're basically from the East coast to the West coast. So we already service literally the entire span of the country. So for us to service anywhere in the United States doesn't make much of a difference. We already do it anyways. Now.
0: Yeah, no, there's no question about it. So I'm thinking anywhere there's buildings, there's business. Right. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, if you're living in a place where, you know, there's only three houses within a hundred miles then maybe not, but, um, right. and <laughs> that goes for any franchise really. That, so, uh, and, that, and that's called Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. So, uh when you when somebody gets into the franchise, when they're mature, you know, two years under their belt, how many employees are typically in a unit?
1: Our average franchisee, two years, probably has between 10 and 12 people on his team, his or her team, um, whether it be a salesperson, field techs, team leads, etc. But looking about that, two, two trucks typically, three uh, are, are, yeah, I mean, our top performers will have five or six or seven trucks, but we're talking average here.
0: Um, how long have you um, had this business? How-
1: um, so I officially started this business midway through 2010. Uh, but we only started franchising really in 20, end of 2014. So we've been franchising for about eight years now in the U.S. About a year and a half, actually coming on two years now in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah.
0: What made you decide to go franchise instead of, you know, license or something like that?
1: Well, I was a franchisee before, uh, I'll I'll tell you a quick story. I was on a, so in 2013, we had grown the business from zero to almost a bit over $2 million in about two and a half years. And this was, I was basically the call center, the salesperson, the team lead, the painter, you name it. I was doing it. Right. So I was on a ladder, spraying a house, phone here, spraying, uh, on the phone with the customer. The phone fell, I threw my spray gun down and I said, you know, enough is enough. Something has to change. So I spent that winter reading the E-Myth Revisited and he talks about franchising. And I said, well, I used to be a franchisee. How about I get into this franchising thing, right? Back then it was just an idea. Uh, and yeah, so in 2014, we got a franchisee two hours East of here and two hours West of here. Um, and the training was basically, got any questions? Uh, Cause there was no training, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they both did really well in their first year. So I said, well, maybe we're onto something here. Imagine what we could do with real training. Uh, and that's how the whole franchising thing started. That um, is great. I love it. Yeah. So if somebody
0: buys a franchise, talk about training, and they're going to go to training, is it going to happen in Montreal or happen in Miami?
1: So uh, it happens in Miami generally and in their territory. So what happens is in the winter, we do it in Miami. In the summer, if everyone's got their passports, we like to do it in Montreal. It's a nice city in the summer. People get to visit our main head office. They see how the paint is being made, meet our chemists, et cetera. So depending on the group, we either do it in Miami or in, in Montreal. But that's just the initial training. All the, all the subsequent training after that is in their territory.
0: Right. That's great. Um, how long is training at corporate headquarters whether it's Miami or Montreal. So
1: we've got one week of on their own e-learning, then we've got three weeks of virtual training. Then we have one week of either Miami or Montreal. Then that's when we set them up for their backlog. So that's when they start selling. We start their marketing. They start selling. So it usually takes them three, four weeks to build a backlog. Once they have that backlog, we do 201 training, which is another week in person, whether it be Montreal or Miami. We have a lot of training. <laughs> then after that, they they neighbor a uh, uh they go to a, a neighboring franchisee's territory. Once they've been through all of that and they've got a backlog, we help them do their first sales uh, we send a trainer for four days and then once they've got uh ready for production we send someone for a week to do their first jobs with them so in total i think it's like eight to ten weeks of training uh sporadically right spread out over over a few a uh, few months but there's a lot of training that we do that's for sure uh, well, that's super
0: um and yeah. you're not training just like okay how do you this is how you paint a house you, you train on you know other things like marketing or what have you is that right
1: well, how to paint a house is a very small portion of the training, right? It's how do I hire? Who do I look for to hire? How do I do a marketing campaign to hire? How do I run my, you know, my, my local Facebook page? How do I, you know, what, what is marketing doing for me in the background? Right. How do I scale my business? How do I plan to scale my business? What's the structure I need? Like there's so much, right? Like, uh, but a lot of the things that we do is we also show them what our sales process is. Like there's a lot of process behind it and how to use our software. So what I didn't really talk about is we've got custom chemistry, but we also have a custom software that we've built from scratch to. Allow them to scale their business. So, really, uh, almost a full week is showing them how to use that software to do sales, production, scheduling, all of that stuff.
0: Wow! So it's an enhanced, personalized CRM just for SprayNet. Would you? Is that accurate? Yeah, scale? it's
1: not. It's way more than a CRM. It's it's really like a full ERP. Like. It literally quotes the job for them. They enter in all the information. Then it creates a contract for the customer. It has all the touch points for the customer. They can punch in, punch out with their employees. It's literally a full, full ERP, I guess, if you will.
0: Wow. That, that's impressive. Um, and that's why it's good to get into a franchise, right? So, I mean, you guys are more than painting, but you know, people will say to me, uh, why do I need to buy a franchise to do painting? I can just go to Home Depot, buy a couple of brushes and some rollers and some drop
1: ports right. ladder and i'm on my way <laughs> well, but it's funny that you say that because well there's obviously a tremendous amount of value in the back end of a franchise system right the processes of software and all that stuff but the main reason actually that i got out of the conventional painting business was often when i would show up to someone's house i was technically competing as them their brother-in-law mr handyman because they would Furry. often say well why don't I just do this myself? And then I thought to myself, I need to. We need a. We need a service that they can't do themselves. I was tired of competing as the homeowner, uh, so we wanted to have a service that offered real value that they couldn't do themselves, right? Right, that's yeah. amazing.
0: <laughs> great business mind. That's great. I <laughs> yeah. love like that. Yeah. No, that's super. Um, so, what would you say to somebody if they're listening? they're not looking at spray net to buy a franchise, but they're thinking about franchising in general and they're just stuck. They're like, I don't know. Should I just get another job? Um, Should I start a business on my own? What what advice would you give to somebody like that?
1: Well, I would say if they're looking to start, thinking between starting their own business and continuing on the path of get another job, I would say franchising is for you. I wouldn't say start a business from scratch because I mean, the in-between is franchise, right? You've got starting from scratch, getting a job in between is franchise. So I would say making that huge jump is maybe a bit too much. Um, In terms of starting a franchise, I mean, everybody thinks there's a perfect time. And you know this, right, Tom? Like there's there's no perfect time. It's either you do it or you don't, right? So reach out to someone like yourself, right? Because it's scary, right? There's like 4,000 or 5,000 franchises. I don't know what the number is, but there's thousands of franchises. And just kind of have someone who knows the space narrow it down to the ones that make sense for you, right? And then explore. Uh, I'd say it's important to explore more than one, obviously, <laughs> because, you know, it's you connect with the team. There, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, we've got this great concept and, you know, we've got all this good support, but a lot of people have good support. Like most franchisors, if they're good franchisors, they'll have good support. I hope so, because otherwise they wouldn't be a franchisor. You know, then what I say is, we've got a great concept that's unique. Hopefully you connect and you like that. But the third piece is, you, right? Like, is this for you? Do you like our team? Do we like you? Do you fit our culture? You know, do you see yourself working with us for 10 years? Because that's really the most important piece at the end of the day. Uh, It's you.
0: Yeah, and it is, right? People are like, oh, you know, why do people fail? It was like, well, because it's them, you know, for whatever reason, it's them. And it's the same thing in a job, you could have two people in a job. And one is fantastic. They show up bright and shiny in the morning and bushy-tailed and, you know, almost obnoxious in the morning. <laughs> the person comes in like, oh, man, it stinks. I wish I didn't have to come to work. You know, right. who to be the better person? And, and if you're that kind of person, I'm just saying it's like, aside from the, the net franchise, but just in general, if you're the kind of person that doesn't like to get off your duff and make it happen, then probably business ownership in any sort is not for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My favorite quote, and have a plaster on a wall is whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right either way. Right. It's, Henry it's, it's Ford. your attitude. It's your attitude. And that's it. <laughs> that's
0: it. It's Henry Ford. Attitude In yeah, exactly. success, whether it's a business or, or sports or whatever. I mean, majority of it is your attitude toward it, you know, and, and it's like, when you think about people, you know, when people start asking you questions about your franchise and if, if they're going down this line of, well, how many people do you have? How m- Instead of saying, how many are successful? I say, well, how many failed? Boom. That's a red flag. All right. So that's the kind of stuff that I look for before I would refer them. And sometimes I tell them, don't look for a franchise, keep your job. Because they're less half empty. You can't, you just can't be like that in a business.
1: Well, <laughs> you said it. And so many times where like, you have, you know, and franchisees are not all perfect, right? Like we've got some franchisees in our system that aren't as good as others. And, you know, there's a normal distribution. And it's funny because so often when we have those franchisees eventually exit, we'll realize, hey, this is not for you. And we have those conversations, you know, how do we transition out? It's funny how we get a new franchisee in there and all of a sudden that market is great. Well, the market didn't change, the person did, right? So it's literally, are you willing to do what it takes, right? And there's there's a great book called The Wealthy Franchisee. I, I, I actually recommend it to everybody. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I heard of that book. It was Scott Greenberg. He wrote it.
0: Yeah, Scott's been on the podcast, of course.
1: Oh, okay. Perfect. He was our keynote speaker at, uh, at our convention. Anyways, great book. I recommend it to all franchise, potential franchisees talks about attitude, attitude, attitude. And it's so important.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. Um, yeah, Scott's a great guy. Uh, good friend of mine. I'm glad that he, uh, was at your conference. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, when you think about franchising in general, what is your feeling about franchising going into the rest of this year and twenty twenty four and and beyond?
1: i I don't know if you're talking in regards to like what people are talking about the economic climate and 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 all of that stuff. if you if you are, i mean i think I think franchising is a bit of a safer way to start a business, obviously, right? Like I mean, we've spent millions on r and d software processes, mistakes. I mean, what better way to hedge potentially starting your own business than, than franchising? So, like, I mean, obviously, I'm going to promote franchising because we're in the franchise space. But I truly believe that if you're going to start a business, then it makes sense to start a franchise. If you're not sure, you know, everybody, my friends always tell me, like, oh, you know, you've got all these ideas and I don't have an idea. You know, I, I, I'm like, get a franchise. And if you really want to operate a business and you don't have the idea... Well, franchising is the perfect in between, right? Like that's what it was made for. It's, it's, and you know, every time we see new franchisees with that check, the first job that they sign, it always reminds me, this is why we do what we do because it's all these people that are like, I don't know where I'm going to go and how I'm going to do this. And then we could be the catalyst for them to start the business. It's amazing, right? So it's a win win for everybody.
0: It's totally a win. -win, But you, I got to, I got to show you something. Um, and if, if you're on, uh, if if you're listening to this on a podcast, obviously you're not going to see it, but if you're looking on YouTube, this is um, from the president of Maui Waui, my first franchise, first dollar I ever made. I was actually nice. in training um, with Maui Waui smoothies, and somebody gave me a, a tip, a dollar tip <laughs> smoothie. He grabbed it and he had the dollar framed uh, and made up this little plaque. And, and that was uh, some, oh, October 14th, 2000.
1: Wow. Nice, (laughs) that's cool. So
0: you just brought that, you know, it that changed my life, right? And that's what we do in franchising. We give people a hand up, um, and we help people control their own destiny with the right business model. But you have to do the work as the franchise owner. The franchise company is not going to run the business for you. Always keep that in mind. It's your business. Um, So tell us a little bit about uh, your plans with. Spray net for the next five years. Where do you see yourself going with this business?
1: So I mean, in Canada, we've been around for you know a while now, franchising for almost eight years. Um, so our franchisees are relatively mature in the U S there's so much white space, right? Everybody's pretty much brand new. It's all rookies. It reminds me of 2016 all over again when we had all rookies in Canada. So there's so much potential. We're not even scratching the surface of the existing services that we offer. Plus we're laying on the roof stuff and then we've Mm -hmm. got a few ideas to lay on top of other stuff too. But uh, like we don't, we barely do any industrial, we barely do any commercial. So there's so much opportunity for us to, to layer more and more onto this business. Imagine
0: commercial. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be. Well, what, actually, what what most people don't know is when I first started this business, spraying it officially, we actually uh, sprayed in a factory too. So we were doing factory painting and on site, and we used to say we're the only guys who do both because we understand both. And our first franchisee ever actually has that business model. He still does both. We haven't offered that in the U.S., but this is something that we can layer on top eventually as our franchisees grow. But want to make sure that we don't add too much stuff at the same time, right? <laughs>
0: So great. I love it. So as we wind down the podcast now, uh, and I appreciate your time here. Like, I wish we could talk for so much longer. Um, We'll we'll have to bring you back. But um, (laughs) is, is there one myth that you could break right now, right here about either like the painting business or franchising in general?
1: Well, I'll make it quick so I can handle both. Painting is one thing is people are like, well, painting is going to peel. It's impossible to have 100% adhesion. That's a myth we've solved for that. The reason why that's a myth is everybody thinks you got to prep the surface and you got to paint it and then, you know, see what happens. Well, there's two other pieces to that is, is the product specific to that surface? And what I mean for that is vinyl, aluminum, brick, stucco, they all have different properties. They all require custom chemistry. And the third piece that most people don't realize is the weather that day. If it's too hot or too cold, that's actually what will cause peeling and that's actually the most important variable and that's why our patent allows us to do what we do so that's about painting (laughs) in terms of in terms of franchising i mean we hear this word and you know this word for sure called semi-absentee or investor model or look we've got a ton of franchisees who have you know they're not operating the business. They have a driver, they have an operator, but that doesn't mean that you can just throw money at a franchise and have no operator, no driver. And it's just going to bring back money to you. Right. You said it before, someone needs to actually be operating and driving the business. And it seems like this is a myth where franchising, almost like a stock. Like I could throw money at it and see what happens. It doesn't really work that way. It's still a business. Someone needs to operate it.
0: Right. Well said. And thank you for that. (laughs) That needs to be clarified over and over again. I always, uh, and I, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say this before. If you're someone that joins a gym and thinks that you're going to get in shape just because you joined the gym, don't buy a franchise. Because <laughs> just like a gym, you got to show up and do the work, follow the program. Right. And that's how you become successful at the gym. And that's how you become successful at a franchise.
1: I use the same analogy. I love it.
0: And it's so true. But this is awesome. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to contact you?
1: Uh, might as well. I mean, we've got info at SprayNet.com, uh, our SprayNet franchise website, SprayNetFranchise.com, SprayNet.com, uh, many, many different ways to reach out to us. Cool.
0: Right. And it'll all be on the Franchise Academy website. So if you're listening to this podcast now and you want to find out more about SprayNet and what they're doing with their franchise, go to the and you could link right through over to Carmelo and his gang, um, at SprayNet. So, Hey, thank you so much for your time. This has been really informative. Thanks man. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll see you at a franchise conference coming up real soon.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> right. Take care Carmelo. Have a good one.
0: This has been another episode of the franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, the franchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.